More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Hour number three, 14 hours up, rolling into the 15th hour here going to send you into the weekend have some fun in this final hour giving you a little bit of an idea where we're headed tommy laren uh with me at outkick she does a daily show you probably see her on fox news a great deal as well she will join us a little bit after 2 30 eastern uh but in the meantime there's been a lot of news here on this friday uh, if you're just starting off your day with us maybe you are traveling around diane feinstein the 90-year-old, longest-serving female senator in United States history is dead uh, at the age uh, of 90 and is going to be replaced, as we talked about in the first hour. Gavin Newsom has already said that it is going to be a black woman he is going to select. That needs to happen sooner rather than later, uh, but that is a big story given that we are basically in an evenly divided Senate. Uh, Diane Feinstein had not been able to do her job well for a couple of years now. There was a power of attorney that had been put in place to keep her from being able to make contractual decisions in her own life. Her family was in charge of that. Uh, but she was still able to obligate the United States. In fact, I believe she voted yesterday. Um, and you have likely seen many of the viral videos of her unable to do the job. She had been in and out of hospitals a great deal over the last couple of years, and she passed this morning. Condolences to her family. Also, and I did not expect that we would have a double combo story like this, there has been an arrest made in the murder of the rapper Tupac Shakur, murdered 27 years ago. Uh, There has been an arrest made in Las Vegas for the death of the 25-year-old at the time rapper. It's crazy to think about Tupac as much as his music has continued to endure. He's now been dead longer than he lived. Um, 27 years since his murder. A cold case there being potentially solved with an arrest in Las Vegas. That is going to be a big story. And 
I haven't mentioned this yet, but I was watching some of the videos. I know many of you are listening in the New York City area. There is awful flooding that has taken over in New York City. Some of our staff in the New York City office has had to leave to be able to get back home. Uh, Ali, uh, producer Ali walked in earlier. I told her I was going to ask her about it. I've seen these videos. For people who aren't aware, I mean, this is a, a, a disaster that is, is taking place in New York City right now. Subways are flooded. Roads are uh, standing water. This is really, really bad in terms of the impact that is going on right now in the New York City area. It is terrible, actually. We are, uh, Mike and I are thinking we're going to rent kayaks to uh, get home. Uh, came in at 8 a.m., was just soaked. But uh, looking at these videos, I don't know how we're going to take the subway or Mike's going to get on the train. It's pretty bad. I mean, there are people legitimately swimming in subway uh, subway exits, right? I mean, trying to get down the steps, legitimately swimming in and out. I can't imagine how bad it would have to be for someone to make the voluntary choice. I saw Dave Rubin share one of these uh, videos and say, man, where does this woman have to go that she's legitimately swimming through uh, the subway to try to get to the track? But this is, I mean, this is awful. So for anybody out there listening in New York City area, certainly uh, be careful, try to be as safe as you can be. And Allie, it's still raining. So in theory, things are still getting worse as opposed to getting better, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, just they've been showing pictures of the uh buses trying to open the doors and they're literally waist deep so i take the subway home and uh, when i can't take the subway i walk i don't i don't know if either one of those options is available well good luck like i said some people have already had to bail from the uh clay and buck studios in new york city so thanks to you guys who are still there keeping the, the show up and running but uh but seriously be safe if you are listening to us right now in the new york city area as i know many of you are given what is going on right now uh, with the crazy flooding. Uh, all right. Uh, we've talked about a lot of different topics. A uh, reminder, Buck Sexton is moving in South Florida with his lovely wife, Carrie. They will be, uh, I guarantee you, Buck would much rather be here doing the show than engaged in uh, in that process right now. He'll be back on Monday. We'll be breaking everything down together. But for today, he is out. So it's just me rolling with you guys. 800, by the way, 282-2882 if you want to hop in, discuss any of the topics that we have been uh, discussing so far on the course of the program. But I wanted to make sure that I hit on this. We know that the border is a disaster. The border has become such an incredible disaster, however, that it's important to uh, to recognize this is the worst approval rating that Joe Biden has on any subject under the sun. Just 23% of Americans according to the most recent Washington Post poll, approve of the job that Joe Biden is doing at the border. Putting that in context, it's almost impossible to get 77% of Americans to agree on anything right now, yet Joe Biden has managed to do that on the border. Biden is worse on the border than he is on his age. 75% of people don't think he's mentally or physically fit to be president, 77% of people actually believe that he is doing a worse job on the border than he is with his mental and physical uh, frailties. So Joe Biden decided uh, that he's not going to pay any attention at all to the border. He's just going to essentially pretend it doesn't exist at all. Well, Elon Musk, who, and this is what some people are saying, why does Elon Musk care about the border? Well, 
SpaceX, his company is actually located down on the border in South Texas. And before we play this Elon Musk cut, can we just think about this for a moment? Elon Musk, I believe he's 53. Elon Musk so far in his career has decided, hey, you know what I think I could do? I think I could send rockets to space better than NASA. And he did it. You want to talk about an incredibly ballsy accomplishment. Can you imagine watching a spaceship go into space and thinking, you know what? I think I could build a company that sends rockets to space better than NASA. Elon did it. He also looked around and he said, you know, this whole gas-powered engine. I know it's been 100 years, basically, of gas-powered engines. I think I could build a brand new car company better than anything General Motors, Chrysler, or Ford do. And I think I could do it with an electric vehicle engine. I think I can build a sexier car, a more profitable car, a better way to move people around than currently exists. And he did it. And then he wasn't, con- uh, he wasn't happy enough to have accomplished those two things. Also, by the way, solar power company, no big deal. That would be the biggest business success that most people would have, but he did that too. But also... He then said, you know what? I'm concerned that the First Amendment is under attack and that the woke mind virus has so taken over national discourse in this country and we have so many big tech companies that all have the exact same political leanings that I need to go buy Twitter and also fix it. And I think he's going to be successful there because he's been successful with cars, been successful with rocket ships, Twitter, comparatively, relatively small business to fix. But he's got his rocket launching company, SpaceX, down on the South Texas border, and he's fired up, and he knows that the media follows him wherever he goes, and he said, I want to go down to the border to see what's really going on. Here is Elon Musk visiting Eagle Pass, Texas, and what he said. We're seeing historic numbers, historic 11,000 people coming over daily, for the past week. Uh, Here in Eagle Pass alone, 2,500 people, over 5,000 people in in detention. But what worries me the most is this, in in many cases, feels normal. The part that doesn't make it out on some of the news stuff is there is a golf course. We're literally standing in in front of a golf course and you have people playing golf as if it is normal. To the right, you have people that are coming over illegally. I mean, it is is upside down. Are we seeing an accelerating crisis? It's not getting better. It's getting worse. Last Friday, a week ago, was a historic number, 11,000 people that came over. And then on Monday, that number increased. Today is Thursday, and that number increased. So we've got, of all the things that Joe Biden is screwing up, crime, everybody knows he screwed up, an inability to solve the intractable Ukraine-Russia war, and I would argue Joe Biden is the reason that Vladimir Putin felt like he could, uh, that he could invade in the first place. Because Putin was afraid of Trump. He has no fear at all of Biden. And I think that's been justified based on Biden's response. Uh, The border is completely without security at all. And we continue to deal with 
absolutely indefensible rates of price increases, inflation and otherwise, in this country. Stock market is a mess. It's rare that we've had a president coming up on his fourth year now in office where the stock market basically hasn't moved at all and or is down. He's failed everywhere that he has gone. But I think it's emblematic of the world in which we live that Elon Musk now basically is in the position of trying to solve all these intractable issues. And heck, I would vote for Elon Musk for president of the United States if he were able to run because of the success that he's had in business. And this was kind of what I was talking about with Doug Burgum as well. If you have a choice between being represented by someone who has had tremendous success in the business world or you can be represented by somebody like AOC or John Fetterman. And by the way, Elon Musk and John and uh, AOC are going back and forth, I think, because Elon Musk rightly said that AOC isn't that smart. I think that's correct. I mean, I don't think that AOC is an intellectual heavyweight. She certainly doesn't understand business. If you'll recall, several years ago, AOC single-handedly got Amazon to pull its investment out of New York City because she didn't understand how tax credits worked. And she thought that New York was giving billions of dollars away to Amazon because she didn't understand the way that the tax code works on its most fundamental level. But if you told me any business person out there right now would look at what's going on in the United States government and would say, this is flat out unacceptable. We're $33 trillion in debt. Let's see if we can solve problems. Instead, we've got a bunch of people like John Fetterman, who I'm going to talk about in a minute because at least we got one positive coming out of the Senate. They have changed uh, the attire rules. The dress code has been modified back to require people to somewhat decently dress to be on the Senate floor. We need more people with success in business involved in helping us to make rational decisions. And I love that Elon Musk is not content with all the other all the other obligations he's already got that he knows the media will cover him if he goes to the border. Now Elon Musk has been to the border more times than Joe Biden has in the last 20 years. This is just unbelievable that we have reached here. We'll continue to take your calls, by the way, 800-282-2882. But I want to tell you, support U.S.-funded resources. Phoenix Capital Group invites you to invest in the heart of America with our domestic energy corporate bonds. Phoenix Capital connects private investor principal with direct investments in domestic energy assets. Your venture in these U.S.-backed equities can gain up to 9 to 13% annual interest paid monthly. It's a vote of confidence in the American dream in the unwavering spirit that built our nation. To find out more, download the Phoenix Group's uh, free investment guide today at phxonair.com. Investments in bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with them, and you should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 13% APY. Download the Phoenix Group's free investment guide today at phxonair.com. That is phxonair.com. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we are rolling through the Friday edition of the program and had a lot of different topics we were talking about. I wanted to give you some positive news. There was so much overwhelming reaction negatively associated with the U.S. Supreme Court decision to end their dress code that unanimously at least so far as I have seen, the United States Supreme Court rejected the decision of Chuck Schumer to change the dress code to allow John Fetterman to walk on the Senate floor in athletic shorts and a hoodie. Remember, Fetterman presided over the Senate in the athletic shorts and a hoodie. And I know we talked about this a little bit on the program, but what I would just say in general is, this is further evidence of the lie that John Fetterman represents blue-collar people. Blue-collar people have respect for institutions. My grandfathers both worked in factories. 
My grandfather in Chattanooga worked in the combustion factory. My grandfather in the Nashville area worked in the DuPont factory. They didn't wear shorts to church or to a funeral. They had blue-collar jobs. They showed respect for the places that they entered. I am a t-shirt and shorts guy. For people who are watching the live video feed right now, I'm in a t-shirt doing this show. I wouldn't wear a t-shirt to a funeral or to a wedding or to walk on the United States Senate floor. And that's why the lie of John Fetterman is so particularly toxic, I think. Because what the media is doing is trying to pretend that somehow his refusal to behave as an adult in the Senate is somehow a reflection of his connection to blue-collar people all over Pennsylvania. I think it's actually the opposite. You work in a factory in Pennsylvania. You talk, We talked with Doug Burgum earlier. You have a job that requires you to take a shower at the end of your workday because you're sweaty and you worked hard and there's a physical aspect to the job that you did. You aren't reflected by John Fetterman. This guy was supported by his family until he was in his upper 40s. He's never actually had a job that required him to take a shower at the end of his workday. He's dressing up and pretending to be something that he's not, and there's something profoundly wrong with him. If you're in your 50s and you want to wear shorts and hoodies to the United States Senate floor, that's not in some way a testament to your honesty and forthrightness. It's actually a testament to your mental illness. It's not normal behavior. And Chuck Schumer's decision to change all of the rules in the Senate that had existed for a couple of hundred years in order to try to placate this man-child is not a sign of strength. So I do give the United States credit, United States Senate credit, for repudiating and rejecting this change and requiring some basic modicum of decorum, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, or an Independent, in terms of what you wear when you step on to that United States Senate floor to represent people all over America. Blue collar, white collar, every different type of person on the planet. Fetterman's a disgrace. Pennsylvania should be ashamed. Buck's off today, but he's not at the gun range, which is something he loves to do, especially with his brothers. The Sexton brothers, formidable trio when it comes to range practice. And when you've practiced long enough to be really good at something, whether it's golf, marksmanship, or anything else, you're that much more inclined to make it a hobby. But how do you keep your skills sharp when you can't get to the gun range as often as you would like? Train at home with a Mantis X. Buck's got one, swears by it. Mantis X, no ammo, all-electric system. It's a way to train with your firearms. If you want to keep your aim intact, you want to keep your skills sharp, that's what the Mantis X allows you to do. It attaches to your firearm like a weapon light, connects to your phone and the Mantis X app. Great data-driven real-time feedback on your technique. Tells you how you're performing. It'll hook you up. And if you're like more most new Mantis X users, you're going to get a lot better within 20 minutes. Mantis X must have for every gun owner. Start improving your shooting accuracy today at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I'll take some of your calls to close up the show uh, on the Friday edition here. 800-282-2882 in a little bit. So load up those lines. But 
In the meantime, joined by my good friend Tommy Laren. She does a fabulous show with Outkick. She has been up in New York City, and my understanding is that you are currently attempting to get to the airport amid the flooded situation uh, in New York City. What's it like in the streets uh, right now, Tommy? It's not great. And, you know, Clay, you and I both live in Nashville, so we're used to a little bit of rain. New York, not used to a little bit of rain. I will tell you that much. And apparently it's a real feat to fly out of LaGuardia when it is sprinkling. That's what I have learned today. So, you know, God willing, I will get back to Nashville, and I'm not sure I'll ever leave again, to be honest with you. (laughs) So your good friend Gavin Newsom is in the news on a variety of different fronts. Uh, I am fascinated by so many of them. Let's start here. What do you think of Gavin Newsom pledging that he's only going to put a black woman in to replace Dianne Feinstein, who has obviously died this morning, but they're already talking about who her replacement is? So I have a conspiracy theory for you because I've been thinking about this one. The way that they get around this, right? Now, I know this would be a crazy feat. I know that this would this would involve, uh, you know, a, a lot of technicalities, and I'm not sure it's even constitutionally possible, but I immediately thought, aha, he appoints Kamala Harris, gets her out of the way, Joe doesn't run, Gavin Newsom runs for president. I've been trying to figure out the puzzle of how Gavin Newsom is going to assume the role as the Democrat nominee, and you know what? I don't know if it's constitutionally possible, but when I heard this, I'm thinking maybe Kamala goes back to the Senate, they get rid of her, the huge liability, then they don't need Joe anymore because then they don't have to worry about Kamala. So I'm trying to I'm trying to mass the math in my head. And if it okay. was possible, I think it would be masterful. Okay, so let's let's pretend that that is a plan or that is an idea. What it would require on some level because we talked about the idea a little bit earlier in the show is that Kamala Harris is self-aware enough to realize that she's basically the Dan Quayle of the Democrat Party, that she has, with her tenure as vice president, guaranteed that she can't ever be president. And so she would say, okay, I'll go back to the Senate. Probably she could serve there like Dianne Feinstein did for the rest of her life until she wanted to decide she didn't want to be in politics anymore. Is Kamala self-aware enough to even recognize how damaged her political standing is? Or do you think she still thinks she's going to be the first woman to be president of the United States? I don't know if she's self-aware, but I think the people around her are in no uncertain terms going to sit her down and say this. Kamala, you are even less likable than the vegetable that's currently serving. You cannot win. We are going to get rid of Joe. We cannot run you as president because you will lose. You will lose to Donald Trump. It will be an embarrassment for you. You will never be able to be in politics or in a position of power again after losing in such a big way. So your best option is to take this role and go out with some grace, make it look like it was your idea, and then you can serve in this Senate seat, you know, in perpetuity for the rest of your life, whatever that looks like. I think that that's a conversation they can have with her. Do you think the Republican race is over for who's going to be the nominee in 2024? I've just firmly, do I believe it's going to be Gavin Newsom? No, no, no. For the Republican side, do you think Trump has got it locked up? Like, is this thing over? No. No, I don't think so. And I know a lot of people think it is because they look at polls, but I'm looking at state by state. And, you know, I know it's going to be, it would be a, a big accomplishment. It's a big task for Ron DeSantis, but I don't rule him out yet. And I do believe he's doing better in Iowa than the polls would suggest. And I think state by state, it's going to be very interesting to see how well he does, uh, especially because 
you know, the Trump indictments and the mugshot, they're waning right now. He doesn't really have anything that's keeping him front and center. So I think that policy is going to take over and electability might take over. So I think this is still definitely a possibility. It's going to be a hard road, but I don't rule out Ron DeSantis as of now. Okay, who's the Democrat going to be? Newsom, 100%. I just, I'm, I'm holding to that conviction. There's no reason for him to be doing what he's doing. He's already running a shadow campaign. And I, when he says over and over again he's not going to run, what he means is I'm not going to challenge Joe. It's not going to be a challenge. It's going to be an installment. I've held that for months now, and I'm not backing away from it. Have you been? We're talking to Tommy Laren, by the way. I encourage you to go check out her Outkick show. She kills it every single day. It streams. You can also see her quite frequently on Fox News as well. Do you have a strong take on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Uh, for everybody out there who's like, oh my God, why would you ask about this? It remains probably the number one story of the week. Taylor Swift is going to New York City. It's technically New Jersey, but to watch. The Chiefs play against the Jets this weekend. If you thought you saw her a lot last weekend, her being in the New York area is going to put it on steroids. What's your take on this relationship? And do you who do you find less likable in this relationship? Do you find them both likable? How would you assess? I find them both likable. I don't buy this relationship for a second, though. I don't buy that it's a real thing. I mean, when you look at the footage of them, they look so awkward. It it looks really staged to me. I think that he's a big fan. I think that she wants to date uh, a man that's not wearing skinny jeans and doesn't cry. So I think that she's giving this a go because it's so foreign to her and it excites her to be with like a man that's manly or, you know, at least more manly than what she's used to. And I think that it excites him that, you know, he could say he's dating Taylor Swift. That's a good story to have. But I don't think it's a real relationship. I do think, though, if it's stimulating the economy, as Taylor Swift has done, I'm all for it. And, you know, I I like a little Midwest stimulation, too. If Kansas City is getting a little more attention because of Taylor Swift, that's okay with me. Let's let it play out as long as it can. Okay, so what about as the girl here? The reason I think it's super weird and I don't buy into it is I think it's way too over-eager to be sitting next to Travis Kelsey's mom in public like this, not only for that game where you know the cameras are going to be on you, but also then to go to New York City and continue to sit next to the mom. I know you've dated guys off and on. For me, introducing a girl to my mom would be something I wouldn't want to do unless I had been dating somebody for a fairly significant amount of time. Does it seem way over eager to you that she's in the mom's suite sitting next to mom and they've dated for like, you know, a few weeks? That's why I don't buy that this thing is real. So it seems much more like a a mutually beneficial friendship. I don't buy that this is like some romantic connection that they're actually boyfriend and girlfriend. I think they've gone out a couple of times. I think it's fun for them. It's intriguing. But no, I think that and her in that suite, I mean, I'm glad she looked so excited. I wouldn't have taken her as somebody that knows what's going on enough to cheer for things. I think she looked around and waited for everybody else to cheer. That's the impression that I got. Um, not saying that I wouldn't be the same way, but I just don't I don't buy any of this. I think this is going to peter out in a couple of weeks. But if it can sell some jerseys and it can get some Swifties excited about football, that's okay with me. I, I think we just... We let it ride and we enjoy it because there's a lot of horrible things going on in the world. So I guess if we can just put on the rose-colored glasses and talk about Taylor Swift, maybe that's good for everybody's sanity. 
Big news today. You went to UNLV. Um, I don't know how much attention you paid. I think uh, the, the Tupac shooting almost happened before you were born. I think you were like three years old when it happened. Um, but I bet it was still talked about some in Las Vegas because it was a big unsolved murder. Do you think they actually caught Tupac's killer? Uh, that would be really exciting if that were the case. I mean, I love some true crime. Um, I'm not sure. I, I couldn't speak to the validity of that, but I will tell you, living in Las Vegas for many years, we knew the, the gas station, and it was actually pretty close to UNLV. So it's always been you know, a part of Vegas culture, as many things are. So I think, I think again, very interesting. I couldn't tell you the validity of it or if they really did it, but uh, another great news story to distract from all the horrible things that are happening to our country. Okay, last question for you as we roll into the weekend. Um, you don't you you've been one of the foremost people in saying Joe Biden's not going to run. Lay out how it happens for us. Call your shot here uh, on the biggest radio show in the country. We will flag it. If you're right, you get to come back on and take a victory lap. I am. I agree with you. Buck is on the other side. We have a big stake bet over this. Buck thinks that Biden is going to be the nominee. If he's not going to be the nominee, how does he step down? What is the process by which Biden says, hey, I'm not running in 24 in your mind? Well, I think it's just it's the age thing. I think that they convince him, hey, things are getting really bad with this impeachment inquiry. Things are looking really bad for you. You can't even take the regular stairs. You stumble on the kitty ones. I think they convince him, hey, you just say you want to spend more time with your family. You're a loving father and grandfather and you're going to step aside. And then it's, oh, you know, you're going to step aside and make way for Kamala. And then that's when Kamala says, oh, you know, I've decided to go back to the Senate because I'm more effective in California fighting for the people. I don't want to be vice president. And then I think you see Gavin Newsom just charge in to save the day. And it's going to be, oh, me? I didn't know that, you know, if I have to, I'll step up and, and I will. my patriotic duty will be fulfilled. So I think that's how it happens. It's got to happen soon. But I said before, I thought by Halloween, I'm holding on to that. The holiday season, I'm thinking before Thanksgiving, we're going to see this start to take take shape. Tommy, good luck on the travel. I just saw a video of ankle-deep water at LaGuardia Airport in New York City. I'm not sure if you're going to be able to get out or not, but good luck. For people out there who are interested in watching your show and or following you, how would you tell people to do that? All over social media, at Tommy Laren, and then, of course, Outkick.com. Tommy Laren is fearless, and I always appreciate it, Clay. Good stuff. She is uh, a rock star. Thanks, Tommy. Good luck on the travel. If you don't follow Tommy, I, I think, and you like this show, I think you would really, really like what Tommy puts out there on a day-to-day basis. She's fearless. Um, and there are so many people out there that are terrified to say what they actually think. Um, I met Tommy years ago going on her show, and fearlessness is so rare uh, that I just I, I find it to be eternally successful because what people really want is authenticity and true opinions, and you get them so rarely. She does a great job of putting them out there every day. Uh, we'll take your calls to close out the Friday edition of the program, 800-282-2882. There's one college I can think of that operates without taking a single penny from the federal government. Most colleges and universities accept millions of dollars a year, if not tens of millions of dollars in federal funds, not Hillsdale College. They pride themselves on being self-sufficient and without being beholden to the Department of Education, they're empowered to determine their own curriculum. 
That allows them to include courses like Constitution 101, for instance. That's a full semester course that allows students to really learn the nuances and brilliance of our nation's most referred to document. For those of us that don't go to Hillsdale College, they'll send you copies of our Constitution for free. That way, when someone cites the 13th Amendment, for instance, you have something easy to refer to. You may remember Hillsdale's goal is to give away 1 million copies to Americans who don't have one. And if you do have one, how about someone you know who doesn't? So to claim your own free copy of the Constitution or to give one away, go to clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. Shipping's free too. Get your copy, clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. That's clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television Today, here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture, and a little bit of Rappaport's reality the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
Welcome back in. Glay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Buck is out today, as you may well have recognized. Moving in South Florida, he will be back with us on Monday. I cannot wait to run right into the weekend, watch some college football, get ready for a fun weekend. My seventh grader finished his seventh grade football season yesterday. Um, I'm going to be at a high school football game with my boys tonight. And then we'll be on into a, uh, a fun weekend. So appreciate all of you hanging out with us. I hope you and your family also have fabulous weekend plans. And we'll look forward to hanging out with you um, on the uh, Monday edition of the program. Both Buck and myself will be right back. Um, I told you that we would take some calls. And uh, I want to make sure that I hit several of these to finish up the program. I want to encourage you. Thanks, by the way, to Tommy Laren. Good luck to her getting out of New York City as the flood is having a major impact on all sorts of travel throughout uh, the New York City area. Uh, We will be um, uh, uh, taking some of your calls right now, but I want to encourage you to go download the podcast if you missed anything at all. We had Doug Burgum on the program, North Dakota governor, in the second hour. That means that we've had now all seven of the Republican candidates who were on the stage, and certainly Trump as well, for you to be able to hear from everyone to make your decision as we move closer to Iowa and New Hampshire, we will continue to have as many of those candidates on as it makes sense to do to allow you to be informed to the best possible ability. Uh, by the way, Ali, it's so bad right now in New York City. Our producer, Greg, left at the top of the show, and he still hasn't been able to make it home almost three hours later. I think Ali's fielding calls. That, that's how much of a disaster it is. He's been on his way home for three hours now. And the trains are now suspended. Well, man, that is uh, uh, unfortunate for all of you out there listening. I know a lot of you in the New York City area probably did not know that. So we're trying to keep you updated with how bad that situation is. Let me take a couple of your calls. Uh, Eddie down in Miami. Eddie, thanks for listening. What you got for us? Uh, Thank you for taking my call. It's it's something really quick. Uh, I think that um, yourself and I think the Republican Party underestimate very much the degree to which solid uh, Trump supporters will not vote for anyone else other than him. And I know you had a caller before that mentioned that, and you said that it's not good to do that, but I think you yeah. need to understand something very clear. He's a fellow that would have won very easily had the um, Hunter Biden laptop and the 51. I agree with that. Okay, so therefore, he has not been allowed to, be, uh, to have a second term. And the loyalty that is non-existent in this Republican Party is disgusting when you compare it to the Democrats. They do what the right thing. They allow uh, the people who should be ahead of them to stay ahead of them. And as such, they cannot be rewarded for that. Any other, Okay, uh, I appreciate the call. Look, um, I think the Democrats are diabolical. If you listen to me in the second hour, you heard me say they just decided Joe Biden was the guy and they just elevated him. He came in fifth in uh, Iowa, I think sixth in New Hampshire. Nobody voted for him who got to know him. And then they said in South Carolina, it's Biden, he's the guy, and they got out of the way. My position on this is, if you are a Republican, and you do not vote for the Republican nominee, no matter who it is, then I think you are giving away the fate of the country, overthrowing a fit. You're like the kid who takes his ball and goes home if he doesn't like the way the game is going. So if you're a DeSantis person, you're a Trump person, you're a Nikki Haley person, you're a Vivek Ramaswamy person, all of these candidates are infinitely better than Joe Biden. 
I understand that everybody has favorite. Right now, Trump's got about 50%. The other 50% is for somebody else. All of the Republican candidates are infinitely better than Joe Biden is. So if you're saying, I won't show up if my guy or my gal is not the nominee, I think you're playing into the hands of the Democrats. Really quick, Ken in Texas, what you got to finish out the week? That Joe Biden will run, and the reason he must run is because he must pardon his son. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you. Well, Biden could pardon his son and not run, right? I mean, he could pardon his son. He could lose the election in November of next year, pardon his son right after that before he steps down in January. Remember, most pardons occur after elections before a new president is sworn in. Love you guys. Have fabulous weekends. Thanks for listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 